from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Good afternoon. Good evening. Wherever you're tuning in from the global audience. Happy Tuesday. It's January 24th, 2023. I had to like for a second there glance at the date and go, is it already almost the end of January? And believe it or not, it is. Uh, we're almost uh, wrapping up the first month of this year. And what a start it has been. Really a lot uh, happening in the world for many cybersecurity practitioners. We are seeing a involvement of InfoSec Um this year, it's it's an involvement that, you know, kind of you look at the reports of 2022 and yesterday we talked about ransomware being on 40%, but, but we have seen a tremendous amount of data breaches announced already this year. Some really, really big names from T-Mobile to FanDuel to uh, Riot Games to Zendesk, and I can keep going and going, uh, MailChimp, um, the, the, this list has not gone short the years off to, to, uh, to, to a very rocky start for many practitioners. And so we've got a packed show today with an Apple patch. A name I haven't said for a while, Emitad, the malware family, is back. Um, a new Microsoft kind of protection tool going on and so much more on this morning's show, including the no-fly list hack. We'll add that to the list of things that shouldn't have been out there and are. So before we do that, though, good morning, everyone tuning in on LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, good morning, Scott, Matt, David, Royce, Reggie, Chili Day in Atlanta, and Chandler. Uh, morning to all of y'all. Thanks for tuning in, everyone on YouTube. Thanks for being part of the show this morning. And to all the folks over at Twitterverse, join me in raising my glass with my amazing double espresso. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, by the way. Go to cyberhubpodcast.com. See all the latest on our website, including a new cybersecurity forum. Um, We've got a whole slew of new content there as well, so go check that out while you're at it. Apple issued an immediate patch yesterday uh, addressing several critical vulnerabilities within its flagship iOS and macOS platforms. The series of the documented vulnerabilities affected the WebKit and can expose both iOS and macOS devices to code execution attacks via booby-trapped web content, according to Apple. On the mobile side, uh, iOS and iPad OS 16.3 was uh, put out with fixes for more than a dozen documented security defects in a range of OS components. These include a trio of WebKit, uh, WebKit rendering engine bugs that expose devices to arbitrary code execution. The WebKit flaws also affect users of macOS Ventura, Monterey, and Big Sur operating systems. You do want to ensure that you get your Mac devices patched ASAP. Um, and I would put out an alert the entire company hey just you know with the directions if you haven't done so something really easy to do just send out a notification on the company slack or teams and an email and then you back it up and make sure everyone updates their devices especially if they're not company owned emitat malware is making a comeback with a new evasion technique emitat's been around for quite some time they've now been acting as a conduit for other malwares like bumblebee and iced id we've talked about those over the last 18 months, Emitat has officially reemerged in late 2021 following a coordinated takedown of its infrastructure by authorities that year. We all celebrated that, but we knew it was short lived. At the end of the day, you can take down the infrastructure. The people are still there. They're just going to re 
you know, they're going to go underground. They're going to reconvene. They're going to re-strategize. They're going to find a way to survive until they reappear their head. Well, that head has reappeared now, and it is more dangerous than ever. The malware as a service from Imitat is also a modular. It's also capable of, 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 sorry, take two. It's also capable of deploying an array of proprietary and freeware components that can exfiltrate sensitive information from compromised machines and can carry out other post-exploitation um, um, activities. To uh, the latest addition to the Imitat module arsenal compromise an SMB spreader that's designed to facilitate lateral movement using a list of hard-coded usernames and passwords and a credit card stealer that targets the Chrome web browser. Recent campaigns involving the botnet has leveraged generic lures with weaponized detachment to initiate the attack chain. But with macros becoming an obsolete method of payload distribution and initial infections, the attacks have now latched on other methods to sneak Imitat past the malware detection tools with the newest wave of spam emails, the attached XLS file uh, has a new method for tricking users into allowing macros to download the dropper. According to BlackBerry, this method involves uh, instructing the victim to move the decoy Excel file to the default office templates folder in windows, a location trusted by the OS to execute malicious macros embedded within the document. So want to keep your eye out on that which goes to our next story where Microsoft is getting ready to improve protection of Office users by automatically blocking more content sourced from the internet. They're now getting ready to block XLL add-ins in Excel files. The XSL add-ins are dynamic link library files written in C or C++ and which can only be opened in Excel. Over the past several years, threat actors have been abusing the XLL files for the distribution of malware, typically in phishing campaigns that either deliver the XSL as an attachment or direct the intended victim to malicious websites uh, from where the XSL is automatically downloaded. Now there's a plan to block that. This should be available globally uh, for March of 2023. Uh, so they're letting people know. However, an enable editing button on the notifications will allow users to do that automatically. So it's good to have it there. There's a workaround. It's very easy for, the work for users to get through that workaround, and that's why culture and education matter. In the war between Russia and Ukraine, um, there's been a lot of back and forth. Russia's largest ISP says that 2022 broke all DDoS attack records for the country. Uh, the DDoS attacks aimed at making uh, websites unavailable by overwhelming them in traffic. For those who don't know, um, hacktivists have used DDoS attacks on both sides of the conflict to disrupt critical services. However, Russia's uh, largest telecom provider, Ros uh, Rostelcom, says it ex its experts recorded 21.5 million critical web attacks aimed at roughly 600 Russian organizations from various industries, including telecom, retail, finance, and the public sector. The most powerful of the DDoS attacks recorded was a 760 gigabyte per second, almost twice as big as the most potent attack of the previous year, while the longest DDoS attack lasted nearly three months the most attacked region in 2022 was Moscow, where the largest numbers of Russia's top companies are located. Said it detected over 500,000 DDoS attempts targeting the city's entities. Uh, March marked the beginning of the attacks, while May was the culmination point of the DDoS activities. Rostelcom says the origins of these attacks was the United States, while the targets were in the banking sectors. So um, you can obviously see that DDoS has become a disruption in the cyber warfare and so a very old technique that was used by cyber criminals has now become almost a wartime type of technique as well. 
The FBI is saying that North Korean hackers were behind the $100 million Horizon Bridge crypto theft. The FBI on Monday confirmed that the North Korean threat actors were responsible for the theft of the $100 million in cryptocurrency assets from the Harmony Horizon Bridge in June of last year. The law enforcement agency attributed the hack to the Lazarus Group, or APT38. Uh, the FBI further sta- uh, stated that the Harmony intrusion leveraged an attack campaign dubbed Trader, Trader, uh, not to be confused, Trader like trading and Trader like betrayal, that was disclosed by the U.S. Uh, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency in April of 2022. The modus operandi uh, entailed employing social engineering tricks to deceive employees of cryptocurrency companies into downloading rogue applications as part of a seemingly benign recruitment effort. On Friday, uh, January 13th, North Korean cyber actors used Railgun, a privacy protocol, to launder over $60 million worth of Ethereum stolen during the June 2022 heist. A portion of that stolen Ethereum was subsequently sent to several virtual asset service providers and converted to Bitcoin. A chunk of the stolen funds has been frozen in coordination with virtual asset service providers, where all the remaining Bitcoin is said to have been transferred to 11 different actor-controlled wallets, meaning essentially Chinese wallets. That's all that means. So those Chinese wallets is where they're not part of this. And that's how the way kind of like that relationship between China and North Korea goes uh, there as well. So uh, uh, North Korea continues to be uh, trying to fund its illicit governmental activities while they're under sanctions by resorting to cyber crime. And finally, for those who didn't know over the weekend, the no fly list was readily available. Yep on an unprotected Jenkins server. Now, a Republican congressman on the House Committee of Homeland Security is seeking answers about how Commute Air's uh, mishandling of that led to the exposure of the federal no-fly list from 2019. Not the latest list, but nonetheless, the list. Um, The Swiss researcher who was behind the... uh, uh, leak and behind the findings published a blog post explaining that the information was left exposed on an unsecured server alongside other sensitive data from commute air a regional airline under united airlines on saturday uh congressman dan bishop expressed outrage the entire no fly list with over one and a half million one and a half million people are on it was found on an unsecured server by a swiss uh um, um hacker besides the fact that the list is a civil liberties nightmare how was this info so easily accessible? Um, and he's saying they're going to be coming for answers there. The note, according to the uh, according to CrimeU, the uh, hacker, the list was found on an exposed Jenkins server, which companies used to build and test software. The server was found using the research tool Shodan. Given the access to production uh, airline services and what I can guess would have been possible with the APIs. I had credentials for, I'd assume it would be possible to cancel or delay flights or even edit crew members and change flight crews. The implications that probably don't need to be spelled out according to uh, an interview he gave, but I had to access pretty much all of the infrastructure in some way. The findings were first published on the daily dot sparked outrage, uh, both the idea of the version of the list now public and the human rights implications along with it. It contains more than one and a half million first and last names, as well as dates of birth. Um, said he doesn't think the list should be public. They do feel like it's important for researchers to examine and assess the breadth of the impact it has and how absolutely non-cynical it all is. United Airlines declined to comment on the fact that their regional partner was the one behind it. The airline said researchers were able to access files that included what they called an outdated version. 
Additionally, through information found on the server, the researchers discovered access to a database containing personal identifiable information of Commute Air employees. Based on our initial investigation, no customer data was exposed. Commute Air immediately took the affected server offline and started an investigation to determine the extent of the data access. CISA has referred all responses to TSA, who's technically responsible for this. Um, and so um, the airline industry uh, seemed to have a very, very, very uh, um, rough, rough start to the year. Um, and so with that being said, um, something to think about here uh, this morning, uh, folks. Um, <laughs> know that you shouldn't have prod data sitting on an unsecured server. No, you shouldn't have any data. Even if it's old, real data shouldn't be sitting in an environment in dev or potentially in an unsecured build environment. You shouldn't have any, any sort of data there that's just kind of, you know, develop on fake data, move it into your staging or QA where you really have the protections and tools in place, put in your raw old data that you can validate your build through and then ensure that, that you can push it out. Um, definitely a challenge there. So uh, there's that. And APIs, again, continue to be the uh, main uh, conduit to some of these breaches as well and some of these findings by cybersecurity researchers. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back with a whole lot more tomorrow live here at 9 a.m. on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. You can catch the second part of the show at 9.30 on uh, Facebook, the CyberHub Podcast LinkedIn page, and on Twitch. Thank you all for tuning in this morning. Thanks for everyone and the great comments here. I'd love to get to them, but we're way over time. Um, so I'll be commenting and replying in writing. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, team, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.